Attention parents and coaches. Do you wish you had a safe social media platform for your youth athletes? Fortunately for you, there's a revolutionary new app that helps with just that. Introducing Small Player Big Play. Small Player Big Play app provides young athletes, parents, and coaches a user-friendly sports social media platform. The app allows users to connect with friends, make new friends, create groups, text, chat, and post pictures and videos of you and your teammates participating in your favorite sport or activity. To begin, users can simply download and sign up for the app using an email account. Younger users have the ability to sign up using their smartphone and a parent's email address. From there, users can begin to interact and engage with other users of the app. Small Player Big Play app also gives users the ability to live stream full games and events. You can live stream your event so that friends, family, or anyone in the world can see you in action. Users can also share posts from the app to their other social media accounts like Facebook and Twitter. What are you waiting for? Get in the game and share your love of sports with the world. Download the Small Player Big Play app today. Are you ready to listen to my dad Joe and Uncle Justin talk about sports? Now on with the show. The Joe Mays and J Raff Show is brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop, which has been serving the greater Westlawn area delicious food for over 70 years. You are listening to The Joe Mays and J Raff Show. Boring. A. <clears throat> weekly podcast about sports since 2011. Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time? With a focus on football. Kansas City 31, San Francisco 20. Mahomes takes the snap. He's just going to throw it long for Demarcus Robinson. It is going to use up all the time. The game is over. And the Chiefs kingdom has firmly planted its flag on top of football's highest summit. Kansas City Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 54. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. I am one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting across from me, as he always is, or almost always is, is my co-host, Justin Raffoff. Yeah, it's uh, good to be here, and um, you know we've reached that point of the year where we we've hit playoff football, which is which is awesome. You know, it used to be that this week and next week were kind of equal in terms of the amount of football. So, like, I mean. Next weekend usually gives you maybe some better games, but um, this week, th- this year, having the double triple header. Was what do they call it? Super wild. Super card wild card weekend. weekend. Super wild card weekend. I uh, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Surprised the NFL hit it out of the park again with with their um, setup and marketing. I was going to say the their, their product, their the product that they end up producing. It, it's it can be a bumpy road sometimes. Um, but they they tend to stay the course, and man, they yeah. Uh, I don't know that. I don't know like what ratings and everything will be, but I can't imagine like that they aren't going to be awesome, you know. So, right. yeah, I'm. I like it. So first year with 
three games both days. Yeah. And you had mentioned to me in text that it was always, you know, playoff games are great and everything, be able to focus on one game instead of watching Red Zone and, you know, watching right. seven or eight games. And and that intensity's up, so. Right, you focus on that and you know it really, truly means something, you know, win or go home. But it was always so disappointing when, one, you had to wait on Saturday until 4 o'clock to get a game. But then on Sunday, when the 4 o'clock game ended... It was over. Right. It was like, yeah, you had this weird... Long way on Saturday and early finish on Sunday. Right. You had like this weird like 27-hour window, basically. Um, Yeah, it was just... I don't know. And it was great, but you had those extra games in. The the game that's happening right now wouldn't be happening on a normal wildcard weekend. Right. And the game that happened early yesterday wouldn't have happened right. at that time on... Find a need, fill a need. Yeah, yeah. They all, were like, all I did was add two teams to the playoffs, one in each conference. That's it. Right. That's all right. it took. I don't, I don't know how I feel about only the one seed getting the bye yet. Like, I don't... Like, not like... In, and I feel like this year I can really talk to it because it really had... Playoffs had no effect on my team. Like, it's... My team had an effect on the playoffs, but, um, you know, like I was talking, it was a super low stress weekend for me. There were a ton of games and I, we may come to this at some point during the show today, but like this year, there isn't a team where I'm like, I absolutely can't stand that team. And there's no way I want them to win. I said that earlier today. And my wife goes, uh, the Steelers are in it. And I was like, Oh yeah, you're right. There's one team that I can't stand and I hope they don't win at all. But like, even that's not exactly true because we've reached, I've reached the point in my dislike of the Steelers where I could at least be happy for my wife. She'd be excited if they won. Um, To be, to be completely (sighs) fair. That's probably only a couple years where I could even say that. Like (laughs) up until a couple years ago, I probably wouldn't have said that. I I would not have said that at all. Things are not looking good though. Um, you're probably are you I'm happy telling you're you, here with me right now. Yeah, so she was upstairs because she had gone up to put uh, our one of our other son, like our older son, to bed. One of our other sons. Um, like we split it, so like we rotate. Like I have one one night, she has the other one, and then we do what rotate. you got to do, right? But on on Sundays, she always has the older son because he goes to bed a little later than the younger one. So she hadn't come back down yet, and. I was going to come, um, I was coming down and like coming over here. And so like, usually I just, I turn on like the pregame stuff and I leave before the game usually comes on. Um, so I don't know that she, she, like, she's probably downstairs unless like she got distracted by doing something upstairs, like either working on something or I don't know, we did laundry, putting clothes, on, you know, I don't know. But when she comes down, if she sees that score, she's not going to be happy. She might be a turn it on, turn it off kind of thing. Yeah, like there'll probably Abe be Simpson walking th- in. There very well may be a Hallmark movie on when I get home instead of the football game. So, <laughs> yeah, it's not a great start for the Steelers. They're down fourteen nothing early against the Cleveland Browns, and nothing's going their way. Uh, but I, I, I said last week that it was a lock that the Steelers would beat the Browns, and I said to Justin as we were watching Pittsburgh fall apart in the first few minutes. That I'm still taking Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's Dude, coming back. I'll I'm believe it. You, right I'll now. believe it when I see it. So Pittsburgh I've, is I've, coming back. I've been like, my phone's been blowing up with multiple Cleveland fans actually, 
And Wait, one, there are more than one? <laughs> well, both of them. In your life, there's more yeah, than one. There, there is more than one. And um, the ones like, somehow this made me more nervous. And I know exactly why it yep, is. We talk about it all the time. It has changed the, it changes your expectations. Yep. It changes your expectations. Because now if you lose, like, that's terrible. You lo- you're up by two touchdowns. Right. I mean, ask the Titans how they feel being right. up by 10. Because, listen, if the Steelers would have jumped out by 14 right away, and then and then they play even the rest of the way, and they lose 35-21, right? Like, all of a sudden, you're just like, oh, man. man I wish we didn't start so th- bad. Th- right. We didn't start so bad. They, they didn't have their coach. They didn't have, you know, Olivier. Um, Olivier Vernon. V- right. Like, they didn't have all their guys. Denzel Ward wasn't playing. Like, you just you, you see all those things now. You're up fourteen nothing, man. Like, yeah, and and it's the Steelers, man. I'm telling you, I've seen this how many times? We saw it just a few weeks ago. I will believe it when when it happens. Like, I'll believe that they have lost this game when the Browns are actually playing next week. Not not even at the end of this game, but like when the Browns are playing next week, that's when I would believe it. Yeah. But. All right. Well, before we dive into all the games, I do want to take a moment to thank our sponsors, uh, Bill Mays and my dad and Mays Sandwich Shop for everything they do for us. And also the Small Player Big Play app. It's, remember, the youth sports app that you can download for free on your uh, Apple or Google devices. And you can uh, stream the games or you can watch streams of games. And there's a big one coming this week. Our Wilson Bulldogs are traveling to Burke's Catholic to play a boys basketball game on Tuesday. And the game will be streamed on the Small Player Big Play app. So if you are a Wilson or Burke's Catholic fan, you will want to download the Small Player Big Play app. And you can uh, watch the stream of the game through the app. Uh, I do not know the pricing structure or availability of that. Uh, but it is not expensive at all. It's a great way to support the schools because a large portion of the cost to stream goes directly to the schools involved. So look at it as you're getting entertainment and you're also supporting the local schools. So right, whose whose structure like um, you know that Burke's Catholic Wilson game like in a normal year that would be a huge game. They, you know the gym would be packed for that game, and so. You're, you're able to help the schools a little bit that way. Um, yeah, you know, you can give it, you can check out Stevie Mitchell play. Yeah, like, who just, oh my you know, gosh. set the Wilson record for uh, points scored in a single game yeah. uh, in, in Wilson history. Although I guess that has asterisks because prior to the merger, uh, someone in the 50s scored 80, okay. I think it was 81 points, but that was when it was sinking Spring High School and Wilson High School were separate. Hey. Um, that, so he was a member of the sinking Spring High School team. I think it was 81 points in like 1952. Oh um, it was just broken by some guy named Will Chamberlain like a couple years later or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the, the state record right, right, right. points in a game. Um, but yeah, so congratulations to Stevie Mitchell and uh, the Wilson Bulldogs team, which is, you know, it's, Closing in on the middle of January, and they've played all of two games. But that's what life with COVID is uh, hey, and, is like, right? And they've, you know, they're they're making the best out of it. You know, I know we talked. Um, well, I don't know that we actually talked about, it, but the first game was at Mart's Hall, which we've mentioned before on some of those. Whenever Pottsville comes up, usually in football, we talk about Pottsville um, in glancing references here and there. But um, yeah, so make the most of it and. 
Stevie certainly has. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what was it, 41 he finished 41, with? 41, yeah. 41 of the teams, like, and they were down something. a point with like a few minutes left and went on they were a down run as and, many as i think three yeah and uh got it done so and that was against muhlenberg uh defending 5a district three champions coached by a former reading star player tyrone nesby who has like completely turned around that program yeah. well, well and i said to my dad i was like you know that was that was tough for wilson last year because of the way it ended, they were making a run into states they'd what, only lost one they'd only lost one game and had beaten the team that was the quote unquote favorite, favorite to win the six A right? Methacton. They beat them at Methacton earlier like in the year. Two or three points. Yeah, in a, in a classic game. In Jan- like, it was like a year ago. It was in January. Right. And so like you, you don't know. Like it, it's really tough to do that. It's really Methacton had been runner up the year before and returned, I think, four of their five starters or something like that. Like something right. absurd. They were a really good team and and they had a really good team they were gonna have to play in in the next day or so like right. of the tournament. So you never know what would happen, but so, but that's that's kind of the reality of it. But Muhlenberg was in the same spot; like, yeah, they won their first too. their first ever district title, I think, and then also were rolling and and had won their last state game, well, and, and so was Reading. Right, like, only lost to Wilson by I think two points in the district final, yeah. and they won their first two state games. Right, before right. The so like ended. Oh, and they return a whole bunch of their players, including a yeah. transfer from Muhlenberg that was a freshman phenom last year. Yeah. So yeah. basketball in this area is certainly at a high point right now. Yeah. So hopefully we can get to the continuation of the regular season, get to the Berks playoffs, yep. district playoffs, uh, and the abbreviated state playoffs. Right. You have to win your district to make it. So it'll right. be interesting to see what happens. But again, download the Small Player Big Play app on your Apple or uh, Google or Android devices and watch the Wilson boys basketball team as they travel to Burke Catholic Tuesday evening. Again, you can watch that on small player, big play. All right. So to football, yeah. Mis- Mr. Raffoff, we're going to start in order. So we're going to start with our first game from yesterday. By the way, did you see the Browns game now? It okay. is now 21, nothing. Oh boy. That's even worse. I stand by it. Pittsburgh's coming back, Jamie. I'm, I'm here for you. And, and my, family in pittsburgh i'm gonna go home and the locks are gonna be changed (laughs) you are not welcome here sir good day so yeah the game started yesterday like like justin had mentioned uh got got things rolling early this year one o'clock on saturday uh and that one was our the bills colts game if i'm yes i'm thinking correctly yep um and we got to see buffalo win their first playoff game since 1995 27 to 24 over the colts what were your takeaways from that game? I think it met our expectations. I think it, was it played out the Buffalo victory. right. I think it played out a lot how I thought it would. Um, the Colts. I know, like some people uh, were were down on some of the decisions the Colts made. Like those are the decisions they make all the time. Like that's how they do it. They're aggressive, and if they went in their favor, people would have been like, "Ah, oh, that you know, that's great." I don't understand. Now, listen. I am of the mindset where, like, I sit there and when my team goes for two after a touchdown, I constantly am like, just kick the extra point. Just kick. Like, I get it. <laughs> but mathematically speaking, you have a greater than 50% chance of scoring on, on your two point conversion try, which means it is better to go for two twice than it is to kick the extra point. Well, a few years ago, we saw the Steelers doing that a lot. They were doing it all the time. And so the Colts did that. And people were like, why are they doing it? Well, and they got it the next time, which 
I know people are like, well, if they would have kicked and then got that's not they wouldn't have gone for two if they right. kicked they the just first time. Like, and with but, how many extra points we've seen missed this year. Right, right. It's so not like, a guarantee. Right. So like and I get and and I fall into that category sometimes, like just take the point. But like that was one of them. Um, you know, when they had second when the Colts had second and goal at the one and end up having fourth and goal at the four and yeah. don't score, that's tough. I'm more of the I can understand questioning play call and not necessarily that play call. The I mean on like third and third down when you run the sweep instead of maybe just trying to score uh, on a different play there. Um, that I'm more open to questioning than going for it. I mean, you get down to the one in a in a playoff game and you're on the road. You're go- you need touchdowns. They'd already been down there and gotten a field goal before. Like I don't blame them. You you got to play to win the game, right? So. Um, yeah, from from that standpoint, I I don't have any issues with that. Um, Colts defense was good. Um, I feel like I I don't know. I feel like at moments during the season they look really good, and then I feel like they're good but not great defense. Does that make sense? No, like, I, yeah, because people talked about the Colts defense, and then every time I got to watch them, I was like, they're. Right fine they're right okay right but nothing special right they're not i don't i'm not confident that like oh i'm gonna go out there and they're gonna win me a game especially against josh allen and the bills right now now like again they played respectable against the bill like they really did they played they played well but i mean you're gonna have to play great against uh, uh, the better team and right. the better team won the bills were the better all-around team um I thought some of the things that, you know, um, the Bill, again, Bills fans that I know were worried about was like Jonathan Taylor and the running, and they were able to run like some big chunk plays. Like, right. that's, that could be a problem if, as they move on. Um, but yeah, I think the Bills, uh, I, yeah, I, th- I mean, it was interesting. The Bills weren't lights out. I feel like the Bills played maybe like a B game um but b was good enough for them this week um i i think they're going to need to be better to win next weekend uh, that's I, not and I, I they're perfectly capable of it and i think they've shown that over the over the course of the season but i think a repeat performance of how they if they play exactly how they did ne- this week how next week i don't know that it'll be enough now it could be i don't i don't you know it could be enough again but uh, i think they're going to need to step it up a little bit but that's not to say they won't. Right. I, I didn't get to see much of the Bills-Colts game. I followed along um, mostly via text message updates from you and Adam. But I think you captured it completely. Buffalo proved they're the better team. They were able to beat them without um, their A play. You know, right. I think they were giving good effort. They just didn't execute properly in, in some facets. Uh, a couple maybe officiating things here and there didn't help. Yeah, you know, but in the end, they got the W first time in you know twenty five years. They can move on. It'll be interesting to see what happens because I mean, if the Steelers Browns game stays the way it's going now, um, Cleveland will be heading to Kansas City. Roethlisberger Buffalo, just threw a pick, and they have the ball inside the red zone again. Buffalo will be welcoming Baltimore to, yeah. to Orchard Park, which. I was surprised that Baltimore didn't try to run the ball a little bit more earlier in the game. Uh, they, they, I say that 
Lamar Jackson ran for like 130 some yards and they, they were able to run when they needed to in the second half. Um, so yeah, but I, I just, you better be able to stop the run next weekend. Yeah. So game two yesterday in the four o'clock spot was the NFC West A matchup. snooze fest? Wasn't, yeah. I mean, despite scoring 50 points, much to the chagrin of, of Adam, the Rams beat the Seahawks 30 to 20. And a quasi upset. I mean, if you're going by the points and the spread, it was an upset. And by yeah. our expectations, it was an upset. But it's one of those that we we're like, I could see where the Rams win this game. And that's what they did by 10. And oh, this absolutely. was a game that they started with their backup quarterback who took a gnarly hit and had to leave. Jared Goff, the normal starter, but was the backup because he had thumb surgery like 10 days ago, came in and did enough to get the win. But most of this was on the Rams defense. The, the Rams defense, led by Aaron Donald along the line and Jalen Ramsey in the secondary, shut down the Seahawks, who, you know, the first eight weeks of the season were unstoppable right. on offense and had an awful defense. And then things kind of flipped where the offense couldn't score, but the defense finally figured out what they were doing. They made the playoffs. They had a good run. I think they, what are they, 12 and 4? Yeah. But they have an early exit losing to a division rival. First time Pete Carroll and the Seahawks have lost at home in the playoffs. In, in, under his, his guidance I, I, I think and, so. and as a team in like 12 years or right. something like that. Right. Um, I just, yeah, I, I don't know what went wrong there. Um, but they've got, the outside weapons, they couldn't really run the ball very well because the offensive line, I think, isn't that good again. And that's been the problem for how long in Seattle. Um, like you said, defensively, they came along, like, rather rather well. Um, you know, and one of those touchdowns was a pick six. So 23 points. You give. We always say it. You, you give up less than 24 points in an NFL game, you got to win that game. Yes. And the defense gave up 23 points. You, you got to win that game. Like, if you tell me you've got Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, um, Tyler Lockett, and you're you're not going to score more than 23, you know, that, that's, that's a problem. And that's happened a number of times down the stretch this year. Um, it's 28 nothing in the first quarter, by the oh way. Oh, my gosh. No. In so no reality did I see this. Coming. They are lucky that there are no fans there right now. There are fans there. Only friends and family. Oh, okay. Yeah, only friends and family and, and, okay. and front office. So, like, yeah. All no, of them are like. They may still be booing. <laughs> I, I'm a head out. Right. <laughs> it's not good. Uh, so, I'm like, if, if this holds, like, Baker Mayfield does a TikTok dance on center field, right? Like, like that's that's see, that okay. has to happen, uh, right? Or, see, he, or does he plant a flag like he did see, a la that's, OU? That's the expectation, and this will link into something we'll talk about <laughs> in a little bit. That's what everyone wants to happen because, you know, of all the discussions. It doesn't mean you have to do it. No, no, it but doesn't mean you I'm have over to here do rooting it. for chaos, man. I no, want I know, chaos. It, right. It doesn't technically involve either of us, but... Uh, yeah. I oh no, it does wrong. because if I'm at home, I'm gonna have to pretend like, if oh, that's terrible. That's if the worst thing, and I wouldn't see it anyway because <laughs> it's not gonna be on. But like, yeah, oh twenty-eight gosh. nothing. The Browns are up in the Steelers. That one. Um, if I, anyone had any bets I'm, with the Steelers still, winning, you're in I'm trouble. I'm still telling you, I'll believe it when I Imagine see. Imagine the person who took the deep down bet of Browns by thirty or something like that, yeah, right. and right now they're like. 
Yes. <laughs> like it pays like plus eighteen hundred or something like that. So so here you go. Like I know this sounds crazy, but like do you think it's impossible for the well, let me reword that. Wouldn't you say it's still possible that the Steelers could outscore the Browns by four touchdowns over three quarters of play? Yes. Right. And that's okay. why, like, ask the Houston Oilers yeah. about Frank Reich. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, and the tough thing is, well, here's, here's the good news if you're the Steelers. You can't run the ball anyway when you're not going to need to now. You right. need to chuck it every down. Anyone who took that super boost of Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster combining for over 125 yards, probably pretty happy because they're just going to be chucking the ball left and right. Right. And the Browns are down a bunch of starters. Again. Including their top corner. Yeah. Um. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, I don't. So I remember, and how crazy is I know we jumped ahead to the Brown Steelers here, but like it is, it is crazy. I remember, was it the 2003 game or was it 2002? I forget which one. What the last time the Bills or the last time the Steelers made the, the last time the Browns made the playoffs. <laughs> You'll get it. With Kelly Holcomb. Is that who was the quarterback? And he threw for four hundred. Oh. He threw for four hundred thirty yards against the Steelers. Oh yes. However, they lost because they gave. They had a lead in the set in the fourth quarter, and the Steelers and Tommy Maddox led the comeback. Um. So I think that would have been like January of two thousand three. I think. Right. Um. But, like, how crazy is it that it's eighteen years apart? The Browns making the playoffs. And both times they have to play at the Steelers when they do, like that's that's crazy. Yeah, like for that for it to work out that right. way. Right. Um, yeah, we were talking about this earlier because what happened with that was, um, like with T- Tommy Maddox at the time. Like I was in school in Pittsburgh, and like everybody was like ripping the Eagles because this is like before the Eagles like had started their like. Is right at the beginning right of before, when they yeah. started the run where they went to the NFC Championship a bunch of times in a row. Yep. And, like, everybody's, like, talking, like, Tommy Maddox. They started the year with Cordell Stewart mm-hmm. at, at yep. quarterback, and they went to Tommy Maddox, and everybody's like, Tommy Maddox terrible. I'm like, you you tell me that Tommy Maddox, you is like Tommy Maddox better than you like Donovan McNabb. Like, don't get me wrong. Well, I'll, you know what? Right now, as of right now, Donovan McNabb is still the best quarterback the Eagles franchise has ever had. Because of the, the longevity. With the things like, I don't count like Michael Vick as an Eagle being better than Donovan McNabb. Does that make sense? Like, you no, could yeah, argue yeah, that, right. like, Michael no. Vick over, now it's shortened, but like, that's weird. That would be a, an interesting uh, debate, actually. But you know what I mean? Right. But like, I, I think you could argue that Donovan McNabb is still the best Eagles quarterback. Tommy Maddox is not anywhere close to the best Steelers quarterback and, and, and was not that I mean he he was great that one year and they were able to get it what they needed, but he was as you can tell they went to bed right after that and that, right. that was that. So oh my goodness. So the third game 
Are we, are we done with the second yeah, game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rams, yeah. Seahawks, we didn't have too much to say. Seahawks are a massive disappointment. The Rams are doing great, but, like, I don't know. Cooper Cup had the knee, tweaked his knee late in that game or tweaked something in right. his leg late in the game. Um, Jared Goff's, like, thumb is still a disaster. Like, he couldn't even – did you see that thing where they showed, like – No, he, I didn't. So when they went to, like, pick – when he went to like his lineman went to pick him up the one time, he had to he pulled his right arm back and like he has to be pulled up by his left hand because he can't even like grip Ugh. the guy's hand with his right hand. Wow, like, that's awful. He dislocated, broke his thumb, and had surgery, and a week later is playing in a game. That's nuts, but that's insane. Yeah, like and that was fine against the Seahawks, who played as they've played most of the last right. third of the season. I don't know that that's well, going to fly like next the week. Steelers right now, like people are like, see this, like this was, this was, this you could, you can't tell me you didn't see this coming. I was like, I. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, and we said it, but like I still, the Steelers over the last month have played one and a half good quarter. They've played twenty minutes of good football. Uh, well, if you count some of the Browns game, but they lost that game. But the the last quarter and a half of the Colts game is the only time you've seen the offense do anything. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody says. Nobody saw this coming. No, this is with a, the Browns coach extreme. sitting in his basement at home. You're right. He's not even there with his phone off by league like demand. I, I just oh, man, it's it's cra- crazy. What is? What is going on right now? I, I just I don't have any explanation for it. It's it's something that's for sure. Yeah. But wow. Yeah, I. I we shall see. We I, shall see. Whew, um, Only the Browns could could. And that, well, see, yeah. this is and this is what I think about so many. Um, teams i feel like they can look so good like honestly like it wouldn't surprise me that either the ravens or bills look awful next week oh my gosh yeah absolutely well here here, here you go does like well yeah like the ravens or, or bills like it wouldn't surprise me if that is like a 20 to 13 game it wouldn't surprise me if that's like a 38-35 game. You know, both teams start getting their offense going and the other team can't really stop it. Right. Like because if now if the Bills hop out to a big lead, the, the Ravens are in trouble. Um because Lamar Jackson can pass. He can. But if you know they're going to pass every down, like that's that's a problem. And that's a problem for like who are you can. That's a problem for almost every team. Right. Like um but yeah, so we'll we'll see we'll see how this how this is going. All right, so the third game then the game last night was Buccaneers at Washington, the NFC East champion, getting the host of the game. Despite the final score, only an eight point spread. Tampa Bay was in control for what the entire game. Uh, the yeah. biggest thing was that Washington was unable to get pressure on Tom Brady at all. Kudos to Penn State grad Donovan Donovan right. Smith right. for pretty much just taking out Chase Young. How which... about also multiple times during the game they talked about how Tom Brady has said that Chris Godwin has the best hands of anyone he's ever played with. 
That's awesome. Like they said it multiple times right. on the broadcast, and they're like, because they were making a big deal. They're like, think about that coming from Tom Brady, and all I can think about is man, like, you play with Randy Moss, like <laughs> you know, like, but yeah, pretty pretty good, uh, pretty good uh, accolade to to have in your back pocket. Yeah, and uh, he. He could be. Um, I mean, he's going to play a big role in that offense. Right. Uh, but but there you go. Like you look at Tampa, and you're like, early, like the first five minutes of the game, you're like, oh, here we go. Like they're just going to blow the doors off them. And next thing you know, Washington scores to make it eighteen sixteen, but doesn't convert on the two point conversion. And you're like, okay, like yeah, that was the the oh crap moment, right? Like all right, and then they went and they scored a couple times, but like you're just like. Okay, like that wasn't what I was expecting from Brady and it like they made it look so easy at times and then at other times it was like they're just spinning their wheels a little bit. Now some of that is Washington they're not they weren't great, but I think they are better, especially that defense is better than what they got credit for because they played in the NFC East and because they right, you they know, got six right. games against teams that were right below average at right. best. But, like, that defense is no joke. But, like you said, man, Tampa's the offensive line. And that that's the noteworthy thing, in my opinion. Because when you look at the teams that are remaining in the NFC, like the Saints. Well, if the Saints get pressure on you, that's what they need to do up front, right? right? But the Rams, like, that's what they that's what are going to do. Yeah, it'll um, be interesting to see. Packers is more of, like, a whole... As, defense as a whole has been all right. But, um, yeah... It, It'll, it'll be intriguing to kind of see how that plays out. Will we get the age-old adage, the sports cliche of defense wins championships? Are we going to see a team that can stop people win? Are we going to see an explosive offense win? Because see, obviously I that's like, the Chiefs' MO. Right. That's it's, probably the Bills' MO. I feel like it is. It shifted and we see a lot of – you need situational defense. Like right. you need – we right. see well, a lot of what we used to refer to and we still do is like the bend, don't break. Bend, don't like, break and capitalize on turnovers. Right. If you force, if you force a couple turnovers in a game and you maybe – Two times in a game, when they get in the red zone, force them to kick a field goal instead of get a touchdown. Or when they're driving, you stop them and they maybe miss a field goal or something like that's a missed field goal is like getting a turnover, right. you know, because you get the ball, especially, especially if it's, if right. you're kicking in like the 45, 50 right. yarders. Right. That's like getting a turnover. Like, yeah. So it, it'll be interesting to kind of see how how that plays out. But I think you're going to see some some of the situational defenses because like the Rams, their defense is playing great, but at some point they're need to, going to need to get a lot out of their offense, right? Like right. if they're going against Tampa or green Bay, like I don't know that they're a great defense is going to be enough to just yep. do it and get it done. But Tom Brady was 22 of 40 for 381 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Leonard Fournette was the guy in the backfield. He had 19 carries for 93 yards and a score. A big game for Mike Evans, who was questionable to even play in that game. And he a slow w- start for him, but then he He, he ended off. up with 119. You right. mentioned Godwin, 79 and a score. Uh, Gronkowski, no catches in the yeah, game. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Uh, Washington, I mean, a but lot. But they did keep him in to block a bunch, too. Yeah, like, he, because, he, and I think people are like, that's odd, because like, Brate is maybe the better blocker, but I think... If Brady has more confi- right, and if Brady has more confidence in Gronk, you know, knowing what to do in each situation, and getting it done, then do your job. Yeah, and 
hey, that's not to say that that's what it's going to look like next week, but this week it got the job done, and we lived to play another week at that point, right? So, so Washington had to start uh, Heineke at quarterback because Alex Smith was unable to go with injury. Uh, he was respectable, 26 of 44, yeah. 360 yards, a touchdown. He did throw one pick, but he was balling. I mean, he was yeah. trying. He was playing as that hard touchdown as run nothing, he had was right, so nothing cool. to lose, and then he had a great touchdown run. Um, so good for him. You know, he kept it close against a team that a lot thought could be one of the best in the NFL, and they still have the ability to prove that right. as a, a final eight team, you know, final four in the NFC. Uh, what we'll gets me is that stat that every time Tom Brady has entered the playoffs on a four and O, that can't be right. They showed a stat last night that said every time Tom Brady enters the playoffs on a four O run. Like, Maybe they said he went to the Super Bowl. I thought they said he won the so Super they Bowl. Didn't happen the year they went undefeated. Right. So. That's what. That's what I just thought of. I'm like, that can't be true. Like, went, so maybe went to Super Bowl. It of must have been Super went. Bowl. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we have today's games. Then after the Buccaneers Washington game. So those games were entertaining yesterday. Um, Rams Seahawks maybe despite the 50 points wasn't great, but Colts Bills was fun. Bucks Washington had its moments. Uh, today we got started with Ravens at Titans again. This was one that we pretty much were guaranteeing that Baltimore would win, and that's what they ended up doing, going down to Tennessee to win twenty to thirteen. This one got um, very chippy and feisty. They ha- apparently have a long history right. um, between the teams of late, and then of course y- years ago as well. Right. And um, Tennessee, and especially had- in a game where I was rooting for the Ravens, but I don't have. I don't have the emotional stake in the game that I that I would have, like if the Eagles are playing or something like that. Unacceptable. So like I'm sitting there and I'm just like I'm loving every minute of it. It was great. It was great. No, <laughs> it wasn't great. But I mean, it's what I predicted. So I kind of like it was indifferent. I don't have a, a you know, no, it doesn't no, no, really yeah, matter yeah. just much. But everyone knows my distaste for the Ravens stemming back to Ray Lewis. Like that's literally what I'm holding on to. I don't like the Ravens because of Ray Lewis, Dude, even though he hasn't been there for like what? That's seven. That's years what or fandom's like about. That. I still don't like the Steelers <laughs> because of a four year stretch of my life. That's literally all it was a four year stretch of my life. Changed my mind completely because I was like most people in this area who were like, oh, it's the Steelers, whatever, you know, until that experience. And I then you went and lived in Pittsburgh and watched them win a Super Bowl. Oh, gosh. While you were there, right? Yeah. Yeah. The parade started behind my house. Like, yeah, like 50 yards from my house. So Baltimore and Tennessee, Tennessee had obviously scored that huge upset against them in Baltimore last year. Yeah. And then this year. The return trip, and they do it again in the regular season back in week 11. Right. Uh, and apparently, and you can t- maybe tell this better than I could because I didn't even know any of this had happened. So, but before the game in week 11, right. The, 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 the Titans like were dancing organized on organized right. at the logo. Right. And we're dancing, kind of facing the Ravens and taunting. I think somewhat stemming back to last year's playoff victory where the Titans just ran now, all over them. The Ravens. May have tried, but couldn't couldn't do anything about it to stop them in, in week, week eleven. 11 yeah. And Derrick Henry ran all over them again, and all that stuff. Well, today was the opposite, and they get the big pick late, uh, which ended up essentially icing the game because they were able to get yeah, the first and down. The, the receiver fell down, like it was right, just such a right. crap. And, and it went to Marcus Peters, who's right. almost as bad as Ray Lewis. I don't think he's killed anyone, but. Uh, but the fact that we say don't think like <laughs> right yeah, yeah i'm um, not sure but like 
Yeah, so, and then they went and choreographed the dance, you know, celebration on the logo, and like, oh my gosh, like, absolutely is a penalty. Is it petty? Well, it's, I texted yes, you, uh, you like, and Adam, I was it, like, I was, how is that not a penalty? I was like, of all like, the things they penalized before right. they eased the celebration rules, right. that's something, because not only was it, like, during the game, right. You had guys running under the field that weren't on the field. Some of them didn't have helmets on. And then they were literally pointing and screaming and waving to the right. other sideline. Right. Like, if you're going to throw a flag for unsportsmanlike conduct, now's the time to do it. And by the time I had typed that out, they right. started right. to announce the penalty. They did. They did. So, And then, but then their first play to throw it. And the well, and, yeah. I was like, and Hollywood doing? Brown was open. So, like, if he hits him, like... Okay, you get a first down. But even there, you get a first down, they still have all their timeouts. You're still going to have to, like, you would still need another first you down. You have to do something with it. So, like, it was just weird. I think times, I think they thought that everyone, everyone's like, oh, they're just going to run, run the it ball. three times. Like Dobbins or Edwards. Right. And then. Or let Jackson take it. On second down, Jackson runs it for 30 yards yeah, and it didn't yards. matter. Yeah, so, and then it didn't matter, right? Um, um, but obviously, I don't like that. I don't really care what happened in week 11. No, no, no. I know. Especially because it was pregame. You know, it right, was, right, it was right, like, right, right. you could have taken care of business then, and you didn't. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, do I do I want my team, if I'm the coach, do I want my team doing that either no. way? No. No. Because that, you set yourself up for these kind of right, things. Right, right. And you could see, like, I think it puts Rabel and Harbaugh in a weird spot, because they've got to defend their guys. Right. And you know some of it, like... As, as that coach, you probably hate when the other team does it, but you know, like, well, we should have stopped them, all that stuff, but like, but at the same time, you're the one who has to go out there and be like, I don't know what they're doing. You know, like at the right. end of the game, like she, like you're the one that has to answer for it. Like Peter's that I mean, he might get asked about it, but like the players aren't. It's just it's just well, interesting. The, the manufacturing. It's it's easy to me. It's easier to do it in the postseason game because the Titans are done now. Like, right, no, you're you know, right. Like if you're going to respond, right, this is better. week eleven is an interesting thing because well. But at the time, like the Titans were basically like, "Yeah, we're going to do this, and you can't stop us," and they couldn't. Like they they took it to the Ravens again. Like, but like like you said, all all of these things, all of those things, just they circle around, especially in the NFL. Like it's this isn't like a college where like the one team is just so much better than the other, and they're going to beat you every time, and there's nothing you can do about it. That's not what this is. No. This is the NFL, we- and and two of the playoff worthy teams, like. The differences between these teams are so small and like the littlest thing. And should that provide extra motivation one way or the other? No. But does it? Yes. Like, I mean, we hear all the time that teams don't like to play a divisional team again in the playoffs because it's hard to beat a team two or three times. Right. They're, like, right. if you went 2 and 0, you don't want to play them a third time. You already beat them twice. You know, you don't want to have to have that right. opportunity. Right. Because even though people would be like, well, you beat them twice already. Well, it's so hard beating them a third time. That's not how the NFL works. It's set no. up for parity that right. eventually everything's going to even out. You, you would think. Right. I mean, there well, are you think like between, between but... like fairly even matched divisional opponents, like, a 60-40 advantage would be right. a huge advantage. And yes, we know Tennessee and Baltimore are not in the same division. Right. We're talking in general. Yeah. But right. um but like that they get to that point where like if you have a 60-40 advantage, like that that's a sounds huge and it is big. Like that's bigger than probably what most of the divisional matchups really are. But like okay, like if you start to do the math, like getting that three times in a row starts to 
get pretty sketchy, you know? So Yeah, I mean, I, I understand, like, the Ravens were going into this. They felt disrespected, and right. people, like... Well, the Titans had whipped them the last two times they played them. Yep. But there was also this weird manufactured... Um, put down of Lamar Jackson this week by a lot of people saying he hadn't been able to win a well, playoff see, game. I, I He's played two right, playoff games. Like, right, and that's weird because, like, like what the heck? it's weird because, to me, and it's not, I when I say the same people, I don't literally mean, like, the same people, but, like, the same outlets that are saying, like, like, like was ESPN calling that game? I think yeah, they were. Yeah, it was on ABC. Right. But, like, all over ESPN, you're hearing people like all the time who are like, "This is the narrative." Like Lamar Jackson can't win a playoff game, and then you two. also have people like in the state. Now I understand there are massive numbers of people who are giving their opinions and takes and calling games on there, who are like, "It's been two games." Like it's been two games, but it it's man. You get it, to zero and five. Okay, right now. Well, like, and Brandon. I heard this this week, and the person's like, "Look, I'm not saying he's the next Peyton Manning, but Peyton Manning started his playoff career." 0-3. He's like, relax. He's like, he's also the youngest player to ever win the Heisman. He's also the youngest player to ever, ever win NFL MVP. The youngest player to ever start a playoff game. Right. So like, relax. He just yeah. turned 24 like yesterday. Three days ago. Yeah. yeah. So like, relax. Yeah, In the words of fine. another great quarterback playing, not playing this week, but relax. playing next week. I... Uh, you know, I obviously I have a problem with the Ravens as no, is. no, no. I I, don't, I, I, I mean, I don't really like Marcus Peters, but no, the, like I have need, a problem need with Lamar Jackson. You know, uh, no. I don't like that J.K. Dobbins went to Ohio State, but let by right, God, but, by God, but that's over, right? Like. Right, and it's one of those where, like, I, to be honest, like, I only really kind of have that affinity to him for a couple reasons. One, like. I have family from Baltimore, so like for a while, and they're not a natural rival of the Eagles, like because they're in no. the AFC, right, right. right. And they are a natural rival of the Steelers. So, like, they are. And, and you hate and, the Steelers. An enemy, so much. An enemy of so an enemy is. Anti Steelers. Right? I just want to make sure uh, when Jamie listens that we point out oh, how much you hate the Steelers. Well, here, so. so here's the thing like, not only will she be mad about the Steelers, but I'll also get the, like, I will not be like gloating about that at all. But I also get that she's like, it'll be like, are you happy? You're enjoying this so, so much. Happy. You're you're enjoying. I this. remember when it was Packers Steelers in the Super Bowl that year, man. And we at got your parents' house. watching at my parents' house. And I was just like, ooh. <laughs> I was just sitting is, there, uh, less than ideal. on the inside, leaping for joy. That that was still young in our relationship. Yeah, that was. Was that? Were you even engaged yet? No, I don't think so. What? Well, was I don't that know. 2010 season, 2011 Super Bowl. I think it was. So then it w- we would have been engaged. You, I was going to say, because yeah. you were, yeah, I think you had been engaged for like six months or yeah. something like that, eight yeah. months, whatever it was. Yeah. I remember that one. I was just like, <laughs> sorry, Justin. I apologize. Um, yeah. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> All right. So um, Baltimore gets the win, beats Tennessee, sends the Titans home, Ravens. Wait and see who they'll they'll play. Still, technically, are um, unless the Browns have a meltdown. Baltimore will be headed to Buffalo. They just picked off Ben at midfield again. <laughs> oh boy! Um, then the last two games of Super Wildcard Weekend uh, appear to be really um, disappointing and downers, uh, and not very yeah. exciting unless no. you're a Browns fan. Bears Saints in New Orleans. Saints win twenty-one to nine. But that game was just 
not entertaining at all. And I saw someone saying, because this was simulcast on Nickelodeon, trying to get a younger audience, and they did a good job with production. Uh, I can't really comment on the commentary aspect. I didn't listen to it. Right. We just had it, had it muted in the background. Um, but the girls were very interested in the slime zone when that mm-hmm. happened. But the game itself, they're like, this is a poor game to have to try to get kids interested in football because it wasn't exciting like, right. at all. But New Orleans gets the win 21-9. to Drew Brees lives to see another day. Right. And that's kind of how I felt in this game. So I'm like, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind seeing the Bears win. But I was like, Drew Brees deserves better than that. Like, yeah. to go out like that at home. Yeah. Like, a, a one and done in the playoffs. I, I say that, like, I don't know. Saints are, we talked about this a few weeks ago. Like, it's kind of manufactured. But, like, that just that weird vibe between the Eagles and saints. Like I don't necessarily buy into all of that and not the saints in general, just like, cause I like drew Brees. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah, and I, um, asked you, I was like, what's with the right. Eagles and, people uh, what's, the oh, Juwan Johnson's there. Like I like Juwan Johnson. Um, Alex Anzalone. Yeah. Local yeah. product from why I'm missing. So, well, so the, the fun thing on, on NFL Sunday, or honestly, when, and whenever I have any sporting event on, and my girls are in the room, and if they sit down to watch with me, or whether they're just there, they're interested because I'm interested, and they always ask, who are we rooting for? And they oh, want yeah. me to tell them who we're rooting for. Now, sometimes Haley will go off and just pick the opposite just because that's right, who she is. Right, yeah. But yeah. usually they are listening to who I want to win, and, and they want to know why, too. But like today for Bear Saints, I was really like, I, I don't like I pick the Saints. So I guess we want the Saints, and then it's like, well, what which one are they? I was like, well, they're wearing black and, and gold. That's that's the Saints. But I just I didn't really it didn't matter to no, me. No, I like, know. I, and that's I, how I felt about a number well, of the like, games. The Bears have Allen Robinson, you know. I want I want Allen Robinson <laughs> right, to do right. to do well. And Matt Nagy is from, you know the area quote unquote right. the league that wilson plays in and familiar with man i'm central and so that's fun connection you always like right. to see the, the 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 people from teams that you play against or or know to to do well it's just right. fun fun connection to hear people talk about but then like the saints you like I, most of the time i like drew Brees and i want alex anzalone to do good and there's always other connections like you said Jawan johnson I, I know, I, just, I know. Like, I, I didn't know. really care. That's how I feel about a lot of them. I, to be honest, well, and we can talk about like really the Rams. I don't, I don't really like. Them. I don't really like the Titans. And here's the thing: I love watching Derrick Henry play. Like I do, and Ryan Tannehill. Like I kind of like. How can you not like? I don't like Mike Vrabel. And, I know you don't like Mike Vrabel. And it's he played. He was I mean, with the anyone, Patriots. I should not the like Patriots Mike and Ohio State. I just, I just can't do it now i understand though like you don't like the ravens so like in that matchup specifically like yeah i can understand that but like i just but bear saints just it. didn't matter to no me. i know like, i look at it like, i'm just whatever. like oh, whatever it, yeah it didn't really matter i mean the saints won i expected them to win and i i wanted them to win if you if you had to pick one that's who i would have right. picked and that's who they won but it was really an uneventful game um trubisky didn't even hit 200 yards passing it was at 199 uh, no one obviously so, saw the end zone. So um, did did Nagy save his job though? From on the ground, I don't know. I know, like I don't know what to I think there. Know, but like, did you bit like? Are they both going to be gone? I think it's. I think it's either one or like either they're both back or they're both gone. It by gone, I think Trubisky's on the team next year. But I feel like you're either 
you're either completely resetting or you're not. Well, that, that's my question. So you're at what well, we always say all the time: the worst possible spot to be in. Yeah, you're mediocre, but you now you made the playoffs. So you they were like the worst, right? They were like the worst. Well, you could argue Washington, but like they're like the worst playoff team. That's the worst possible thing you could actually. I guess the worst possible thing is to be the best non-playoff team. Thank you. But, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry, but like because you have other picks too, so that helps you. Yeah. That helps you. That's the silver lining. Which they they could trade Tua and the Dolphins picks. I mean, we could honestly talk for right. at least a half an hour right. about that, and we have another game to talk to you about. Yeah, but so so when you do that, like I'm just like, well, I. I don't know. Like, I don't know what they should do. The The Packers seem to have figured it out. Although, the Jordan Love pick seems to be a waste of a pick right now. Like, well, but, I mean, if he sits for at least next year. You're right. And, you you're know, right. Because Aaron Rodgers didn't start to, what, his fourth year in the league? And, two, third year in the league? Did they get... They got him in the first round, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, he was okay, 25 so, or something. So, like that's that. nice because he gets the extra year. Yeah, so they so, have... So, maybe... Yeah. As of right now. He needs to be starting by, I would say, year three. Because I feel like you need to have... Right. Well, you ha- he has to be starting by year three because you have to pick it up, your fifth-year option, before your fourth After year. the third year right. is when you so have you to pick it So you would have to expect that him to at least... Or they got to, like, trade him. Right, right. You know? Or, or you just not going to pick up now, the option. Now, here's an interesting If you trade a guy, a first-round pick, can that team pick up the option? Yes. Okay, I didn't know if that... I think it might change when they right, have to right, pick it up, right. possibly. But they do get that that year built exactly. in, the opportunity to build that year in. But like it'll it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But like they're doing it again, and like they'll just you know they'll be able to add some pieces. Like so, they're really interesting. Detroit is going to be, I would assume, in a rebuild, right? Like, um, yeah, you don't know, but like well, I imagine, I, like I saw on um, Pro Football Talk, um, they had ranked the openings. Yeah, yeah. Based on if you if um Mike Florio was approached to be the head coach, yeah. what would his thinking be? And he wanted nothing to do with the Lions or Falcons because there was at least one, if not two, other people above him making decisions. So a GM or like a football operations and a GM. Right. And you have an aging quarterback or roster in it with Stafford or Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. Also, they have cap issues. So, so he had them. Are there six openings right now? As of right now, there are six openings. Um, So, I believe he had Chargers as the best opening because of having Herbert and some of the other. Yeah, uh, and we've talked about that, which that is interesting though the because interesting they've one. talked for a long time that the Chargers have a terrible front office and like players want used to want to go to San Diego. Who wouldn't want to go to San Diego? But like, there's reasons like that. Yeah. They have holdouts every year. Well, used to. Mm-hmm. I know it's a little different now, but like, used to have problems like signing their draft picks every year because like they were notoriously just bad deals for. It's all relative, and I know you're making millions of dollars, but like when every other team seems to have it kind of figured out, and right. your guy is the last one to sign every year, people are like, no, that's just like a known thing. But that could be changing, and they do have the guy. Like they do have the guy. So Jaguars was second because you have the number one pick, and you've got a lot of drafts. Um, but of course, then the owner there, came so. out and said he was going to be more like Jer- basically said he was going to be more like Jerry Jones now, and it's just like I don't know if that's a great idea. Yeah. I believe he had Jets third, 
I think. Okay. And then he said if it wasn't one of those three, he wouldn't take the job. He'd wait another year. But the next appealing one to him, even with the front office issues, is the Texans because of Deshaun Watson. So if you can get him to be happy yeah. and stay... Uh, but like not having a draft pick—that's interesting hurt. too. That he story... liked the Texans better than the Falcons and the Lions. I agree. I agree with that because you have you have the quarterback and the quarterback's young. If you're getting him to stay, right? <laughs> that's but, the whole thing. But how? Like that story was weird, and then this, then it can't comes out that not only did they not listen to Deshaun Watson and apparently other team leaders, but they hired for hundreds of thousands of dollars a search firm. Take the results of the search firm. Which pretty much reinforced the, the team's thoughts. Threw it up in the air. And he hired somebody that wasn't even a part of the process for the search firm. Like, listen, you're the owner. Do your thing. But I also understand when like you say, like, hey, we want your we want your input, and then you don't even You don't listen at You don't all. even play the game to make it seem like, hey, we want I can understand why. Like to me, that's more frustrating. Then them saying like no, listen, like you're, I know this probably wouldn't play well, but like you're the franchise quarterback, I'm the owner, like I'm making these calls, like at least that's. But to say like, hey, I want your input, and then to not listen to it at all, that is worse in in my opinion. Like, yeah, it's just like weird. Wh- why it's would you weird. do that? Like no, why? I just don't and I feel it. like that's kind of where Watson's at right now. Like why would you do that? Like why would you ask me my opinion and then? Not just care not about what I had to say, right? Not even at least go through the motions of it. Like you don't have it takes nothing for them to just interview one of the guys Watson said. Like that's it doesn't take anything to do that. And yeah. and it's coming out and it's come out a lot there that like O'Brien is the fall guy and I'm not saying he didn't make any of the bad decisions, but apparently like there's and, more going on there than right. Just him. It was above him. Like, the idea of trade Watson came from above him, and he's the one who had to execute it, but it came from above him. So both the... Not Watson. Um, I know what Hopkins. you're saying, yeah. Both the Eagles and Dolphins are in search of an offensive coordinator, and Bill O'Brien's out there just just saying, just pointing that Eagles out. Eagles may be in search of a coach. Who knows? That's true. Who knows what's going to happen? But let's... um Before we finish here, why don't we go over our expectations for the divisional round? Okay. So, um, the you want to start in the NFC or the AFC? Let's start in the NFC because it's officially set. Okay, you're true. So, um, Packers are your one seed. They are going to host the Los Angeles Rams. Pack or Rams at Packers. What are you thinking here? So, I think the Rams defense will give the Packers some issues. Do they have a problem putting teams away? Yeah. I the think the Packers do. Right. But I think the Packers kind of have like a chip on their shoulder in the sense of like they heard everyone talk about how they were the worst 13 and 3 team of all time last year. Including us. Right. Which they kind of showed that they that maybe they were. Um but then like I feel like I wasn't a believer in them and they've shown vulnerabilities, but I don't know that the Rams are going to be able to score a ton on them. Because, again, their defense is good, has been good enough. And if you're asking me who I'm taking, like, Jared Goff healthy or Aaron Rodgers, or Jared Goff banged up against Aaron Rodgers, like, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers no matter what in that situation. Like, I just, I think the Packers are going to be good to go. Oh, 
Imagine having a broken thumb, having surgery on it, and now you got to go play at Lambo in the middle of January. Yeah, not good. It's not it's <laughs> not good components there. Um, I, I, oh, I, and who knows if you'll have Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald like had that had weird issue, chest injury. Yeah. Uh, I think like, and I texted this to you guys. I think Jalen Ramsey against Devontae Adams, if they do a one on one, I oh, think that'll be gosh, interesting. That'll be incredible but to watch. Aaron Rodgers is so locked in right now and on fire that I don't think it'll matter. He'll right, and here's it the thing: out. you take Jalen Ramsey and put him on him. He's gonna get the other guys. Like right, he'll get gonna, the other guys. Yeah, he's gonna throw it to to um, Lazard and and Valdez Scantling and is Aaron Tun- Jones. Is Tunyon a great name for a Green Bay tight end? Robert Tunyon. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So I I do I think the Packers I think it'll be close by touchdown. Yeah, I don't think they blow know, them out, but I think I, I'm taking the Packers. I'm taking the Packers for that one as well. Now we get a divisional rematch for the third time this year. Uh, this time it'll be Tampa Bay going back to New Orleans to take on the Saints. So, what are you thinking about Bucks at Saints? I'm taking the Bucks for the reasons we talked about before. One, I'm I was surprised they got blown out by him twice already. The Bucks showed the ability that they've adapted to the pass rush against Washington. Now, Washington's a little different because they just like to bring the four. The Saints like will aren't afraid to blitz. Like so, it's not the exact same scenario. But I just like the Saints won today, but it didn't look great. No, you know it what did I mean? Not look great at all. Now, to be fair, they looked much better last week than I thought they were going to when they yeah. didn't have any running backs. Right. <laughs> um, so like, and then the week before, Kamara had six touchdowns. Well, and he couldn't even really practice. He was practicing virtually this week, right? So like, it'll be interesting to kind of see what goes there. Like, I feel like I'm gonna pick the Bucks, but and then watch the Saints win. It'll be like fool me once, you know? Like, yeah, they they blew them out twice. But we said it's hard to beat a team three times, and it's hard to beat a team as good as the Bucks three times. Yeah. Now this sets up something interesting because I'm also going with you. I'm gonna say Tampa Bay pulls the upset. Because New Orleans beat them twice. New Orleans is the as the home team and and I think favored right now, but I think it's one of those home Probably. team like no travel favors. It's like two and a half, three points right. or so. I, I don't know because you know that I, I as I, I respect Tom Brady's accomplishments, but I don't like Tom Brady. I don't oh, want the Buccaneers. No, I want the Saints of, to win. Him, I want the Saints to win absolutely in this matchup. Despite all the people that I do like in Tampa Bay, including right. Bruce Arians and Chris Godwin. I don't know, for some reason, probably what you said, they this is the third time playing, they lost to him twice already. It's tough to beat a team three times. The Saints just haven't looked good, and Tampa Bay's looked better. Brady's been on fire, and like it's hard to pick against Brady in the playoffs, even at this point in time. Has Tom Brady? I'm willing to bet Tom Brady's never lost to a team three times in a season. That would be yeah, because I can't imagine it, well, he has. It would had to have been the Jets, Bills, or Dolphins, and they they haven't played any of them except the Jets in the playoffs. Right, and I, and that was what. Maybe twice. Well, and they talked about when the Bills beat them both times. Like it was the first time, like that the Patriots had lost to the same AFC East team twice in a season in how long or Probably something like, like that. seventeen years or something right. Like so, that. like I, I bet he's never lost to the same team three times in a season. No. To be fair, most quarterbacks probably haven't lost yeah, to a team three times. Many out there, especially ones that as notorious as he is. But the the reason I say this is that's up something is because I've been waiting. Just before the playoffs started, when we thought we knew the teams, and then the teams that are in, to figure out which team 
that everyone likes is going to falter. And when can I pick against the Packers and pick against the Buccaneers? Well, if they both win next week, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do. <laughs> because Green Bay, Tampa Bay is, I don't want to say worst case scenario for me. Because I don't really have, I don't really like Aaron Rodgers. But I don't have anything against the Packers. And like I want to, I would rather root for the Buccaneers, but I can't root for Tom Brady. Right. Um, and I feel like one of those. I felt like those well, teams were going to underachieve in the playoffs. That's the thing. Like if this were, they probably wouldn't be in this spot. But like if this were last year's team with Jameis Winston, who I don't really like, but pro Jameis Winston, I'm indifferent about. Like yeah, right. Florida State Jameis Winston, I couldn't stand. Yeah. But like pro Jameis Winston, like, what do I care? Right. Like, if this were them against the Packers, it, you know, in a future NFC, I'd be like, come on, Bucks, you know, between Chris Godwin and, like, Bruce Arians, like, I'd be I'd be excited for those guys. So, I, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to say that the NFC Championship is going to be Tampa Bay at Green Bay, which I'm sure Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers relish because that was their one humiliating oh, yeah. defeat. I mean, they lost three games this year, but the humiliating was was in Tampa Bay and what was that week five or six, something like that. Yeah, got doors blown off. They and, scored. They went up early, and then Tampa. And then like, Tampa Bay destroyed them yeah. and really made them look bad. So they get they would get them at home at Lambeau. I know it hasn't made as big a difference this year, but you got to think that they would be ready for that opportunity. But again. Do you want to pick against Tom Brady in the playoffs? It's going to be tough. So if it ends up being Bucks Packers as we're both predicting, oh man, I'm going to have a I'm going to have a rough time in the NFC. And then if it would be Bills Ravens, well, I guess it can't be now in the AFC Championship game because they're no, going to play next week. So woo saved me there. Not that I really like the Browns. I'm all in on the Chiefs. I mean, obviously, like completely 100 percent all in on the Chiefs. Say, Ravens, Ravens, Browns. Would be that would be very interesting. Look, I don't want it to be that, but I'm just saying, like, there there are storylines there. No, right, here we go. Last week I was like, there's no way Cleveland's beating Pittsburgh in the playoffs. And now I'm gonna say, there's no way Cleveland's beating Kansas City in Kansas City coming off a bye with Patrick Mahomes and that arsenal on offense. There is no way. No way. I hope I'm not jinxing that. I, I didn't help Pittsburgh at all. I just. I just can't imagine. Hey, Pittsburgh didn't lose this quarter. They didn't win this quarter, but they didn't lose this quarter. Hey, yeah. So now they just need to slowly well, chip away in the second half. Actually, they actually did. They just scored a touchdown. Oh, so this is delayed, you're yeah, saying? I think, I think they just scored a touchdown. Oh, so this is, that was just way delayed then. All right. We had a really bad first quarter. Second quarter was okay. Third and fourth quarter... All they we'll, need we'll is see. all they need is what twenty two points to win the game. I assume they kicked the extra point. Maybe they went for two. I don't know. Maybe they would. But all right, let's do the AFC then. Okay. So, assuming Cleveland wins, because that's all we're going with it right now as right. we're recording, Cleveland at Kansas City. I I don't know that. I don't think they can score to keep up with Kansas City, and I don't think their defense is good enough to slow Kansas City down. I was going to say, can they hold Kansas City to less than 23 points? No. I don't think there's any way that's possible. Kansas City's the only way Kansas City does Kansas score City lost points. one meaningful game this oh, year to the, to also, the Raiders. Also, Andy Reid off the bye. That, like, that's what I said. I was like, off the bye? No way. So, Kansas sure. City is beating... Cleveland for and sure. essentially a double bye because a lot of the guys didn't a lot of play. Those guys, so they week. should be well rested. Now, should Pittsburgh come back all the way and win this game, 
What about Baltimore at Kansas City? That provides an interesting one because you have the contrast of style. So, like, if Kansas City can't stop the run and it turns it more into a grinding thing, or even there, like, I know it doesn't look the same as a shootout, but if they can't stop the run and then, like, Baltimore's just kind of scoring with them, you know, like, that could be interesting. I think Baltimore's a worse matchup because I think I, their defense is better than I Cleveland's. Agree. I agree. Um, so I, I'm thinking they're kind of hoping that this holds. I Let me rephrase that. I don't think they care because they're NFL players and they're confident they can beat whoever. You know what I mean? But I would imagine if I was a Chiefs, if I was a true Chiefs fan, I'd I be hoping I want to play. Right. I want to play Cleveland, not Baltimore. Because I'm more afraid of Lamar Jackson than I am of Baker Mayfield. Heck yes. I'm more afraid of Baltimore's defense than I am of Cleveland's defense. Mm-hmm. Cleveland has some more other weapons. Like, I'm more afraid of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt than I am of J.K. Dobbins. And Do- Gus Edwards. And Gus Edwards. But see, and, Lamar and, Jackson and, has to be included in that. Right. So if you're talking about the running game, I'm more afraid of Baltimore's running game. Because it's different, too. It's different. Like It's not ground and pound. Right. Like, it's RPO. Right. right. It's, it's reads. Baker Mayfield's not running for 130 yards against me. No. You know what I mean? Or if like, he does, we lose. <laughs> by a lot. Like, you lose by a lot. Well, the Chiefs may not lose by it. But you know what I mean? Like, um, but yeah. But so, they were talking about how the Chiefs have the ability. Dan Orzlovsky, who I, I really like. He's a fun him, follow, like, yeah. He was talking about how the Chiefs have the, the ability to play that three safety like to roll out a third safety, which not all teams have that ability based on their personnel, like on their team that gives the Ravens a lot of trouble. Um, so that could be interesting because they can come down and stop the run, but they can also defend the pass. So chiefs, no matter who they play, whether it's Browns or Ravens, I'm taking the chiefs, right? All right. Right now it's looking like set up to be bills hosting the Ravens. Right. I'm who do you have there? I'm taking the Bills because I just think they've been well-rounded. They've been more consistent throughout the year. Although the Ravens have been showing it lately. Like, I just, I think, I don't know. I feel like the Bills just have that factor right now. Um, It'll be interesting to see because I know we talked about it's a bit manufactured. But, like, Lamar has that playoff victory now. Like, if he plays looser like that could be really dangerous yeah. you know for for going up against it but i think buffalo i, I think buffalo is more well-rounded um but i don't know if you look at the last third of the season i'd say it's that's a really even game yeah i i feel like i'm gonna go buffalo because i think they've been more consistent throughout the year Whereas the Ravens had some downtime and issues, and I right. feel like this today was an emotional win for them, right? Um, whether it needed to be or not, I think they maybe went a little over the top <laughs> about it. I don't think they went far enough. So I'm not sure they're going to be as focused and dedicated this week as they were right next week as they were this week. But again, I said this earlier. I think both the Bills and Ravens could have a really crash to earth week. Because we've seen so often teams that were so hot in the middle right. end of the year, all of a sudden that's when they have right. a hiccup and it's at the worst time. And I could see, like, and that's the thing with the Bills, like you said, like first 
playoff win in 25 years. Right, because like, they have the letdown. They got right, that monkey off the right. back, but now, oh, And they no, got to do it up. at home in front of fans for the first time. Like, Well, I think about in 2007 when the Phillies made that miraculous comeback to win the division, right. then they looked awful in the first round right, of the playoffs. Right. Now, the next year, things went really right. well. Right, they played better than anybody else for a month. But then it Maybe up two. Yeah, and then it caught up. And then they played their worst league of baseball. I'm wondering if that could happen to the Bills or the Ravens. Could that happen? Um, But I'm still going to go Buffalo if it's Bills against Ravens. What if it's Bills against Steelers? Does that change your mind at all? No. Well, then I the Steelers come back. Then I take the Bills. You still take the Bills. Uh, Oh yeah, absolutely. I I, because of this outcome, I trust the Bills defense a heck of a lot more than I trust. Sorry, I was thinking the Browns. But in terms of if the Steelers were to come back on the Browns, that wouldn't that would surprise me a lot less than if the Browns or then the Steelers coming back against the Bills or being able to do that to the Bills, right? Like it would have been this it, Browns even if Denzel Ward's playing it, like if Browns are at full strength, yeah, like I view that different. as one thing. But I, I am gonna go with the Bills, uh even if the Steelers have this comeback, just because the Steelers have just haven't played well over the last six weeks. All right, so then that sets up uh, most likely to us Chiefs Bills. So Packers, Bucks, and Chiefs Bills. And I know for 100% fact that I am all in on the Chiefs if that's the matchup. Oh my God. Because that is the only thing that could be worse for me is if it was somehow was Ravens Bills in the AFC Championship game. Because I, I can't root for the Bills. I'm a Dolphins fan, I don't like the Ravens. I don't want Tom Brady. I'm, d- default have to be a Packers fan, and I don't like that because I don't really so, like Aaron Rodgers. So a Ravens or Bills against Tampa Bay is like oh, is not the nightmare uh, scenario. Yeah, yeah. See, like I don't have a ton of the nightmare scenarios right now. Like I used to be all in on the like can't stand Jared Goff because he's getting yeah. compared to Carson Wentz. Goff has his own issues out see, there right now, but like at the same time, like the Eagles and Wentz haven't held up their part of that bargain right now, and so like I can't really. Honestly, Some of that has died off for me. Honestly, if it was Tampa Bay against Baltimore or Buffalo, I'm pulling. I'm rooting for Tampa Bay. No, I can see because that. Tom Brady is just one person. I don't like him, but right. he was made it worse when he was with the Patriots because oh, no, I didn't like I the Patriots. Hardly agree. So him with the Bucks, at least I can root for Chris Godwin. See, and and it's kind of the opposite of that, but that's kind of how I felt when they were playing the Rams. When the Patriots were playing the Rams in the Super Bowl, I was like. This means nothing for the Patriots. Like, Tom Brady gets another Super Bowl. The Patriots get another Super Bowl. Like, okay. But it meant the Rams didn't get a Super Bowl. That meant more to me as a not fan of the Rams than it did. Like, okay, Tom Brady has more Super Bowls than anybody. Well, yep, yeah, that's the same. You know, like, <laughs> nothing changed. What do you do? So, all right. Um, I think that pretty much wraps it up. I mean, we could go for another half an hour talking about this insane scenario of the Dolphins trying to get the Sean Watson. Although, honestly, I think it's more someone was trying to come up with something that would get um, impressions on social media and saying that this could happen. Uh, do the Dolphins have the ammo? Yeah, but thanks to the Texans. So here's um, here's the one question I was going to say to you. So if you if they said Tua... And the Dolphins' first round picks this year. So the 18th. Or sorry, 18th and the Dolphins' second round pick. So 18 and 50. So Tua, 18 and 50. For Watson straight up? For Watson straight up. I think you honestly... See, what I don't like about this is there is no... I know. Deshaun Watson is a... Top five, top ten easy quarterback. Possibly top five. Right. And if you put him... 
in Miami. If his team is 500, he might win the MVP this year. Right. Maybe. Like, if you put him in Miami, who now has still has the third and what thirty sixth pick, right? And money in free agency, right? That you add some weapons. So if if it was that straight up for me, I'd do it if I'm the Dolphins in a heartbeat. I I, I shouldn't say it, heartbeat. It's tough, I, but I I mean I don't like giving up on a young quarterback one year into things, right? But, but you're getting like, a now a veteran quarterback still on. Or on a good, like right. a decent deal you, based you, on things. Right. The way things you can have gone. argue, though, that even if Tua goes on to be an MVP caliber player, you're not. You All wouldn't that, be taking it down great, but you would be giving up two picks and that, you know, like. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. You're essentially giving the Texans back their picks to get an established. Athletic quarterback. Right. I like it's I, my only trepidation there is like giving up on uh, your number five pick from a year ago. But we saw the Cardinals do that with Rosen, right. who was a ten, number Here's 10. Here's the thing, though. Pick. I don't think that would do it. I think the Texans would want more. Oh, no. And at I, that see, point, I say, thing. no. If they want three of those four picks, I don't know no. that I do no, it. No, I don't do it. Although I'm sure there's plenty of people that say you're crazy. Oh, that absolutely. Would be crazy not absolutely. to do that because you have a known quantity. Right. But the problem is. Miami has fewer weapons than the Texans do. Yeah. Because Miami has well, David and, Johnson and Duke And we've Warrior, talked about me. this. Look at what they can provide with those. What do you, How many picks do they have in the top? Like four in the top 50. Four in the top 50. Like, they can add a ton of talent. It's three, 18, 36, it and 50. And, look, Tool wasn't even cleared for football activity for a while. Then this offseason, of all offseasons, to bring him in, he's coming off of his... His femur broke through the back of his pelvis, right? And, like, yeah. He was considered insane. the number one was, overall pick for the last draft it was the injury, for a long time. It's the injury that ended Bo Jackson's career. Right. Like, that's the injury it was. Now, thankfully, it's 30 years 30 later. 30 years later, and they knew exactly what to look for. Doc came in and talked to my class, and this is one of the stories he talked about, like, why it was different now than it was then. It was fascinating. And... I know you would have loved to say, oh, yeah. oh my gosh, those stories that he told were, were incredible. But um, but anyway, yeah, it, it was just, it's interesting to think about. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, depending on what they want, I, I'm only hesitant because Miami needs to keep some of those picks. And I, I just, by the I, way, I the, Browns, the Browns answered the Steelers' touchdown with a touchdown with Are you serious? 30 seconds left in the Oh, half. my gosh. Yeah. Well, it just sets up the comeback even more for the Steelers. Here it comes. So. But yeah, here so we like, go. If it was just those three, I could absolutely see doing it. If I'm not, now here's the thing. In, you get the right offensive coordinator hire here. Like that would be, that would be, that's a big step. That's a big step. I guess if it's Bill O'Brien, I don't think Deshaun's going to be ending up in Miami anytime soon. Then, oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. But I think Bill O'Brien for Tua could be a good. It could be a good hire. He's it, they got a New England connection. I wouldn't write that off. Right. No. There's um, a, there is a definite connection there. I don't know if it's if it's going to happen, but I know I just know that it's it's something that's on the table. So. Speaking of offense coordinators, I like the move that Penn State made. I feel bad that Soraka didn't really get a a chance to fully establish himself, but this is that aside. Like I look at these as separate issues. That is one issue, and I I feel bad for him in that sense. Yeah. 
this is the guy I wanted Penn State to get three years ago. Like, this is the guy I wanted. When he went to Ohio State. When he went to Ohio State. That's what I got. Mike Yursich. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Shippensburg guy. Yep. So, so it's a fun connection. It was an interesting story. I read the Audrey Schneider right. articles about right. it. So uh, very fun, very interesting, and hopefully it works out. Yeah. Well, yeah, that obviously. obviously. <laughs> I mean, I was high on Shiraka, so I know that was I really know. disappointing. I was too. And and I'm I'm more in now because, like I said, I've been on this guy since like yeah, for a few years, right? Now, since so. he was leaving Oklahoma State. Yes. All right. Well. We hope everyone enjoyed episode 323 of the Joe Mays and JRAF show. Where we talked about super wild card weekend and we'll be back on January 17th, same time, 830 in the evening on a variety of broadcast platforms, including Twitch now as Justin and I ramp up for something we're going to announce in the next few weeks. Be sure to like and subscribe and um, leave us a review on uh, Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And, uh, yeah, check out JMN, JR Radio, and the Joe Mason JF Show pretty much everywhere. Uh, we appreciate everyone uh, following along, watching, or listening. And um, we'll be back to talk about the divisional round matchups that we predicted and probably predicted wrong in one week's time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you again real soon. That's a wrap on this episode of the Joe Mays and J-Rap Show, brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop. You can watch each weekly episode live on Facebook, Periscope, or YouTube. Be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. You can also rate and review us on many of these platforms as well. We'd love to hear from you. Send your emails to the Maze Sandwich Shop inbox at joemaysandjraff at gmail.com. The Joe Mays and JRAF Show is a part of the JMNJR Radio Network, home to other productions such as the Bulldog Hour, Tangents with Friends, and Nat Chats with Dad. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs>